occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 79. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses in this It's Creeping Closer to Autumn week. I'm honestly pretty excited, and I have some Halloween stuff to talk about this episode. Oh my goodness. But first, (gasps) I want to say before we say what topics we're doing today because i was keeping the secret from you we've just hit fifty thousand downloads baby i know because you just put it on the instagram story you never checked the instagram someone messaged us congratulations whoever you are (laughs) we appreciate you very much yeah thank you for congratulating us on our achievement I appreciate it. It's pretty exciting. I think that's a pretty big deal. It is. 50,000. I wanted to tell you on the show, but I see that somebody already did. It was me on the show. Yeah, you <laughs> the told Instagram me, story. but by accident. It's just because you never check it, so I didn't think you would today. I do from my other account. But anyway, here we are. Big, huge, successful women. <laughs> <laughs> Two entrepreneurs. Hell yeah. Messiah at 8am. Talking about ghosts. Before. <laughs> Talking about, well... I'm going to be talking about the Demon House on Brownsville Road, which is pretty self-explanatory, I feel like. Awesome. I'm talking about the spooky Sawston Hall here in England. Sauce. Sawston. Sauce. But my accent is going to make it sound like I'm saying Sawston. Sawston. Saws. Like, <laughs> soaring. Wow, that was beautiful. I'm sorry glad if the Patreon just... got that in video form. Yeah. Sorry if you're just listening to the audio. But that's what it's called. No, it's not sources in like ketchup. What a wonderful thing to cover. But first, I have a little bit of spooky news. So if you're a long-time listener, first of all, thank you for co- contributing to our 50,000 downloads. But also, in one of our very early episodes, we talked about the Winchester Mystery House. That we did. You might remember. If you haven't listened, the house is just this enormous, beautiful building, but it's also very nonsensical. It's got stairways that go nowhere. I fell out of a 10-foot-high door leading to nowhere. <laughs> yeah, there's trap doors. And it's thought to be the home of many ghosts. And this year, it's open for Halloween visits. Oh, no way! So, if you're nearby, you can go. So, usually you can explore the house on a tour anyways. Like, yeah. they let you go in, like, like, you've been there. But this year, they're opening up for new events, including a paranormal investigation adventure. Don't do it. They're also doing tours through the dark hallways with special effects for Halloween, mm. light shows, and a pumpkin trail. Oh, a little pumpkin trail. Honestly, I want to go so bad, but we can't because we're in England and there's a pandemic, so we can't fly. I'm going to apologise in advance because I keep noticing that whenever I'm saying <laughs> whenever I'm saying things, I'm channeling Moira from Shit's Creek. I know, I've noticed. Oh, a little pumpkin trail. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's it. So if you're in the area and you want something to do for Halloween, maybe check it out. Tell us how it is. Do it. I would love to go, but we can't get to America right now. Also, let us know what your Halloween plans are if you've already got them. Because I know it's a bit early, but I, first of all, I'm excited and we're all spooky here. So maybe you've already thought about it. Yeah, we've already thought about going pumpkin picking if we find a patch. And... What else? Oh, my friend is moving to um, just opposite a graveyard. So I'm going to ask if I can go there. 
That sounds great. Abby's invited. Yay! Oh my god, that sounds Unfortunately, fun. the rest of you are not. You can come. I'll text you all the details later. <laughs> Please don't. Okay, you want to go first? Sure. My sources are Wikipedia, MysteriousUniverse.org, DemonsOfBrownsville.com, TheLineUp.com, HauntedSalem.wordpress.com, Post-Gazette.com, and TribLive.com. So, this particular demon house lies along Brownsville Road in Brentwood, Pennsylvania, which is a borough in Allegheny, Allegheny, Allegheny <laughs> County. Once again, you've not listened to it. I just thought I'd give it a good go. Points for effort, no? Okay, I give them. One point. Thank you. Out of? A possible ten. Fuck. <laughs> the estimated population of Brownwood is about 9,000 people, so not huge. And Brownsville Road has its own special history, because not only is it one of the first roads, sorry, it is the first of all of the roads here to have a pavement built. No way. Yeah. But it's also the road that followed a pre-Columbian Native American Indian trail connecting Redstone Old Fort with the Forks of the Ohio, which is where Pittsburgh lies today. You know what that means? Native American burial ground. Oh, God's has sake. to be met. I don't actually think it is, but that would be a wonderful tie-in. We should start doing um, bingo during the episodes. <laughs> we, we do an episode. For is like there slime in this episode? 18 plus only. It's just us getting more and more drunk on demon bingo. <laughs> we could do that for 100,000 downloads. Ooh. According to the articles I read, they say the house itself doesn't look particularly scary. It's number 3406 Brownsville Road, and it looks like all the other houses surrounding it. But when I looked at the photos as someone that doesn't live in America, I was like, that's definitely a spooky house. And no one can tell me otherwise. I'm excited to see it. It's set back off the street a little, and it's got those columned porches that every creepy American house has. Right. Plus, it's got a couple of huge trees out front and some, like, religious statue bits. Like That sounds terrifying. Popped in the yard, yeah. Just in the yard? Yeah. Fun. I don't know. Maybe I just think it's creepy because I knew from the beginning it was a demon house. Possibly. But you'll see a photo. I'll put it on social media at MitzMagicPod. One of the religious items in the front yard is a wooden cross, which sits under one of the huge oak trees. This was put there in memorial of a woman and her three children. The grave is believed to be from the eight, late 18th century and was planted by the woman's husband, who lived to tell the tale of her and the children's murder. Oh no. Legend has it all four were killed and scalped by Native American Indians as a deterrent to colonials looking to move there and take their land. Okay. But this was all just a tall tale. Yeah. Until Bob and Lisa Cranmer moved in December of 1988 with four-year-old daughter Jessica and three sons, Bobby, David and Charles, who were three, two and two months. So like three years, two years and two months respectively. I'm just going to add here that most of the information is so detailed because Bob wrote a book after everything with all of the accounts of everything that happened. That's quite refreshing because I feel like with these things, it's usually the other way. Yeah. Mine is mostly Tudor history. I'm not going to lie to you, <laughs> but you'll probably still enjoy it. 
The book is called Demon of Brownsville, if you're interested. It'll have, again, more information than I do, because I am not the book. Anyway, the family were able to move here surprisingly easily, because the cellar seemed in a bit of a rush. And oh, interesting. Were, I know. Were so anxious to leave that they accepted Bob's first offer, even though it was well under asking price. Wonderful. Naturally, the family got super excited and thought they'd struck gold with the cheap house. Apparently, Bob had wanted to move here since he was a young boy. So when Lisa started saying that the old home was creeping her out, he just ignored her and was like, it'll be fine. Fair. He's living his dreams. Yeah, he's you can't like, stop him. Shut up, I manifested this. Stay out of my way. Unsurprisingly enough for our podcast, everything would not all be fine. Before they'd even fully moved all of their belongings into the home, Bob found Bobby standing at the top of the stairs crying and looking fearful. You could say he looked as if he'd seen a ghost. Ha ha ha. But eventually the kid calmed down and they continued unpacking. They did this, sorry, this did cause Bob to speak to the seller and ask if anything was wrong with the house. Because obviously at this point his wife's been like, this house is creepy and his kid's been like, I've seen a ghost. To which the seller replied, the house is fine and Catholic mass has been conducted several times in the living room. And Bob was like, that's a weird response. I didn't ask how many times Catholic mass had been conducted. That's a very odd thing to just randomly say, yeah. That it is. But he was like, ah, well, Catholic mass has been conducted. Can't be all bad. I mean, yeah. So he was fine. Part of the reason I imagine this that he asked was because Bob was an officer in the na- in the army, so Lisa was going to be left alone with the kids. You know what I mean? Like he probably wanted to reassure everyone. Yeah, because he was going to be away quite a lot, which I feel like we see a lot in the demonic houses that we've looked at. I feel like one of the parents is not there. Really? Yeah, I feel like they're always off. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it always just happens to the woman. Well, demons like to take the the role of, like, the mother figure, don't they? Yeah. So anyway, obviously the seller had fibbed to them, because literally weeks after they'd begun moving in, things started going pretty strange. The family noticed that the... So in the coat closet, there was a pull chain light, like in old toilets here. Terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Those are the worst kind of lights. (laughs) So, like, there's nothing weird about them. It's just a a different kind of light. Yeah, spooky, though. Except my mum's house has one in her bathroom. Every time they went to turn it on, they couldn't find the pull chain because it had been wrapped around the light multiple times. Oh. Rather than left hanging. The family agreed, like, the, the parents were both like, well, it wasn't me. And obviously it couldn't have been any of the kids because they were all really young. Yeah. But they were like, I don't know, there's got to be a reason for it. Yeah, very strange, specific reason. Yeah. It's demons, well, my dude. Now we know. My guy. So it kept happening repeatedly. This was, like, one of the main things that happened. And they were just like... Demons are so irritating. Yeah. Stop doing that. I'm just trying to find my freaking light. Demons are so irritating. That's so immature, guys. Grow up. (laughs) Get it together. Around this time, other things had started going strange. For example, religious crosses were found bent and broken, as well as rosaries. Lights had begun to turn on and off of their own accord, and bits and bobs from the home had started to go missing. Ooh. Typical, like, creepy sort of poltergeisty stuff, really. Yeah. 
Um, but That's how they get you in the first half. Yeah, but most of it can be explained because they had young children. I imagine they'd learned how to walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. The family lived here for years. So you've got three kids, you're expecting stuff to go missing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This being said, there were things that really didn't make sense. During the night, the family could hear loud bangs on the floor and walls. The sounds of nails being scraped against doors. <laughs> That's it. And footsteps at all hours of the day, even when no one was there. Plus, the good old blood-like substance dripping from the walls. There is goo. There is goo. Take a shot. Just after the family had called Catholic priests to come in and bless the house with holy water because they thought it was a ghost. They were right. like, okay, fine, whatever. We've accepted that there's a paranormal thing. It's a bit annoying, though, and we've got kids. Yeah. So they called some priests in. They blessed the house with holy water, and then the walls started bleeding in one room. Lovely. And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> and Bob said he knew that it was something supernatural because the blood-like substance was dripping from so far up that a person would have needed to use a ladder to get up there, which obviously didn't happen because he did not notice anyone with a ladder in his home. I mean, yeah. In one room, which was called the blue room, it's not called that for any exciting reason. The carpet was blue and so were the walls. There seemed to be even more going on. This was where the children would sleep. However, they would more often than not beg to not go in that room because there was something bad in there mm, that's scary yeah this was later found to be a shadowy entity that looked like black mist in the shape of a person which was followed around by an awful smell hell no yeah one of the kids said that it was about like child size oh oh there <laughs> it is but that differs so i don't know as time went on, the entity was then seen in different rooms of the house and became more and more confident and more and more violent. The family then reported attacks through scratches and bruises, and on one occasion one of the young boys was found with a set of claw marks on his chest. It was at this point Bob realised it wasn't a ghost, it was a demon. It's breaking us down. Now, this has been going on for a span of years, like I said. So these poor kids are just grown up afraid of everything in the house. Gosh. I'm going to give you a quote from the book to show what the kids have got to put up with. I was in fifth grade and I'd stayed home from school sick. My mum took all the kids to school and then she went to the pharmacy. I was in my room, in bed, looking out the window. I heard a strange noise, something like bagpipes playing. The noise got louder and louder and then the door to my room opens and I'm looking and this thing comes into my room. It looked like that plastic clear globe at the mall that has lightning in. It was made out of static lightning bolts in the shape of a kid's torso, like a 10-year-old with no face but a body. It then like hopped into my room, stood at the foot of my bed, and then it went out the back door. Sorry, and then it went back out the door. I stared at the door, and then this black figure, like someone you threw a black sheet over, went real fast past the door. As I stared at the door, I saw a hand stick out with a black robe on its arm. As I'm staring at that, I pulled my blankets up over my head in terror. Then the blankets were ripped out of my hands and flew to my feet, 
folded perfectly. I looked up and there was another figure floating above me. It was looking down at me. If you took a human torso and turned it into a light bulb, that's what it looked like. There were no facial features, just a light bulb person. I closed my eyes and screamed really loud. I lay in bed until my mum got home but didn't say anything. I felt total terror, like I was going to die. That's terrifying. Right? But also, light bulb person? I think you just meant, like, very light. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. very bright. People that read it were like, oh, the first one was a demon, and then the second one was, like, your guardian angel. You okay. know what I mean? <clears throat> so just basically, like, light v. dark type. But we don't know. So the house was destroying the family's relationships with each other because they were all suffering from huge amounts of distress from the years of torture. Yeah, I can imagine. One night in 2003, Bobby attacked his father and had to be arrested, which people believe may have been because he was possessed. Bobby wasn't charged for the attack and returned home to live with his family straight after. Around now, Bob was doing some deep research on why this was all happening and became convinced that the demon was Moloch, or Moloch, I think it's Moloch. He had tried to contact the church numerous times by this point, but as we know, like, first of all, it's got to go through, like, a chain. You have to talk to your local one, they talk to someone higher yeah. up. Yeah. And it takes a while, and the church doesn't like authorising exorcisms. I can do it for free. <laughs> However, finally, in February 2006, they were granted an exorcism, and a mass to rid the house of all evil within. By this point, members of the family had suffered mental breakdowns, and Lisa and two of the children were hospitalised for psychiatric reasons. However, the exorcism caused the paranormal activity to eventually slow down and stop. Yay! But if you think they moved in in 88, and this is 2006... Yeah, that's a long time to yeah. be suffering like that. Many years later, in 2013, Bob was still interested in the history of the house. It was then that he found out about the legend of the murders of the woman and her three children that I mentioned earlier. And he'd heard that if you held two L-shaped copper rods horizontally out from your body while walking slowly above a grave, the wires will cross. For those that don't know, this is otherwise known as dousing. Anyway, Bob wanted to give it a go, just to see if the legend was true. So he started out small by holding the rods over the grave of Pete, who was the family's cocker spaniel who had passed away. Oh, Pete. Sure enough, the rods crossed. So Bob went off to give it a go over by the oak tree, and again, the rods crossed. So he was like, right, <laughs> something right down there. So he hired Ground Penetrating Radar Systems Incorporated to see if there was a grave. There were. Four bodies could be seen next to each other, about five foot below the surface so the legend looks to be true. Perhaps this was why the house was haunted. Alternatively, it could have been that a curse was put on the house, as it was built by an immigrant labourer who had helped to build it. Sorry. It was built by an immigrant labourer, but he was then screwed over by the owner and not paid. So apparently he cursed the house and anyone in it. This was a possible reason given to Bob at one stage, because obviously, as you know, people like to chirp up and be like, I think it's this. Yeah. Which Bob didn't find super helpful. But people he was like, usually don't. <laughs> but he was like, part. okay, cool. Finally, perhaps Bob was right, and the demon was Moloch, an ancient god worshipped through child sacrifice. This could make sense, because there are rumours that a doctor used to live in the house, 
and gain a bit of extra cash on the side by performing hundreds of illegal abortions, thus summoning Moloch. But really, no one knows what happened, just that nothing happens there now. If you'd like to see for yourself if there's any residual spookiness going on, then you're in luck, because it's now a bed and breakfast under the name of the Brownsville Roadhouse. So you can go and stay there, but you're not welcome if you're a ghost hunter, because Bob doesn't want anything coming back, which is pretty reasonable. Obviously, since Bob made his count of everything into a book, and then New Line Cinema bought the movie rights, there were lots of, and there, and there were interviews and televised everything. He got lots of money from it. So there's a lot of criticisms. Yeah. Some of the old families that used to live there were like, my parents never reported anything spooky. You've said they did. What are you going on about? Do you know what I mean? So we don't know what happened. Only they know what happened. But it still seems like a pretty spooky house. I mean, yeah, it sounds pretty scary. In my opinion. No one knows what through what the Cranmer family went through, even if it wasn't like spooky beforehand. Could have been while they were there. Yeah. And that's it. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think of that? I thought it was quite scary. Good. In this morning. Nothing like a spooky morning. (laughs) Right. How scary did you think it was? I would say like a five. Wow. Okay. She says, I hate the demon house. I hate it. (laughs) It's just because they are not afraid, whatever they are, are not afraid to show themselves. Yeah. And that's scary because that, I feel like, holds some kind of power over you. Yeah. If you're afraid to see them and they're like, well, here I am. <laughs> I'm Surprise. Rip the covers off you and stand right here. Yeah. That's terrifying. There's Especially with kids. Like, Yeah, like, don't be mean to the kids. He's just sitting in his bed. You heard it here first, demons. Don't be mean to the Leave kids. Leave the kids alone. Leave the kids out of this. How dangerous. Four. Yeah. Yeah, well, you said there was some kind of, like, physical abuse. Yeah. But nobody died, so I can't give it a five. True. They did get hospitalised, though. Oh, yeah, true. But for, like, psychiatric reasons. Four is, I feel like I'm going to stick with that. How likely do you think it is that something supernatural was happening in the house? Four. Yeah? Yeah. I think probably, but I also can always understand the possibility of media and money. Yeah. You can never, like, I feel like you can never be 100% with those kind of things. Well, it's the late 80s, like, horror and stuff were in. Yeah. But you can't really discount an entire family's sort of word. Well, also, I feel like you don't have to make something up to then monetize it. If you've been dealing with this shit for years, and you want people to know about it because you're like, this is real, I've dealt with it, like, if you firmly believe that, you're going to want to put it out there. For sure. The best way to do that in this kind of in that kind of time period, you know, it's not doing a podcast, it's writing a book. Yeah. You're going to do that. And then if a TV crew comes to you and says, I want to film you talking about this, you're going to be like, yeah. Why would I not get the money from it? Exactly. Why would I say no? And if why would I not want to put my story out there? Yeah, you've been suffering for like 20 years. Like you're 100% going to at least make some money off of the fact that you've been demonized. It's a lot of the criticisms with the Warrens is that with all, with all the writings and stuff, people are like, oh, they're exploiting the people that they worked with and like they're doing it just to write these books. And I completely understand that. But I'm also like... That's probably, if they're already doing it, why don't I just write about it? Well, exactly. But also, I make a podcast, so I feel like I get it. (laughs) I monetize everything. (laughs) This isn't monetized. 
So, what ideas do you have? Um, demons. Particular demons or? Demons, just, just demons. Just demons in general. I would say a poltergeist, potentially. See, it's weird because it seemed like a poltergeist all the way along until violence. Yeah, but then and like I if don't that boy was possessed, think that demons equal like dead people equal demons. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's more like evil spirits than it is a demon. Unless it was just a coincidence, there was demons and people were buried there. You know what I mean? Well, perhaps like if there's something supernatural going on already, perhaps it like Hell House. Yeah, perhaps it like you know sort of was like a hot spot do you know what i mean a party for ghosts and demons yeah sick like a halfway house can i get invited there for <laughs> halloween you can book it no they won't let me in they'll google me once and be like this bitch is not coming into the house <laughs> anything else just demons or a poltergeist um media attention yep and hmm i had one more thing but i don't can't remember what it was so i guess that's it all right cool is that everything you have to say to me? Yeah, that's it, man. Okay, that, that's well, it. If you like the podcast and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to go onto Patreon so you can watch these episodes in video format and get some cool other stuff, then you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder. Over on Patreon, we can offer you premium video content of us looking at you lovingly. Abby looked so sad right then. You can get that. We have a little chat with you before the episodes. We just started doing that today. We thought it'd be a nice add-in. Um, you can chat to each other. You can chat to us. You can get extra content when we do it. It's a wonderful time. As much or as little a month as you would like to provide us with. It's great. And it all goes back into the show. It does. We've got a new stand, ring light thing. Tripod is yeah. what the word is. Thanks so much. We've got new microphones. We really appreciate all of you and all of the aid you can provide to us. As well as that, if you want to go onto our website, we have merchandise. The website is mitsmagicandmurder.com. Patreons get 10% off the merch. You can visit our merch and be like, oh, I freaking love that. And then we will ship it to you. Well, we won't, but someone will. I personally will oversee. It's secondhand, but I've bought some myself. It's not it's... secondhand. No, wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's outsourced. Yeah, yeah. Someone else put, makes and ships it. I yeah. just do the designs, but it's good quality. I've bought it myself. It is. As well as that, on the website, you can request us to do stories that you like the sound of, or you can give us your stories, and we'll read them back to you. <laughs> Which sounds really exciting, you don't think? <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Also, if you have any haunted happenings, terrifying tales, or spooky stories, you can email those on midsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. No, that shit show's over. Let me <laughs> tell God. you about Sauce and All. You know when your brain just thinks of like one nugget of information at once? Yeah, There's I was noticing no... you always stare directly into my eyes There's and try no and your script. Oh, like, man. Do you want me to write it down for you? No, no. You not came at all. up with it. Yeah. Well, normally I'm fine. It's too early for you. It is. Okay, let me tell you about Sawsden Hall. Saws. S-A-W-S. Not sauce. I know that there's a confusion already. Sawston. My sources are... Oh, God. <laughs> Nat Geo, Wikipedia, Great British Ghost Hour... Wait, Great British Ghost Tour, Mysterious Britain, Daily Mail, 
hauntedearthghostvideos.blogspot.com and occultworld.com. This is going to be a mess when I Too many sources. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the hall itself. It is a grade one listed Tudor manor house from the 16th century, located in Cambridgeshire, and it has some really interesting history. So the 500-year-old mansion includes a 100-foot great hall and three priest holes. What is a priest hole? If you're wondering what the heck a priest hole is... I am. ...then fair enough, because it's quite a specific thing to England, I believe. I'm in England it and is. I don't have a clue. Well, I'll tell you about it. So a priest hole is a hiding place for a priest. You put the priest in the hole. Da. <laughs> What? So these special hidey holes have concealed entrances designed so you cannot see the priest hole and subsequently discover the priest who's hiding in the hole. Why is there a priest hiding in the hole? Do you know about um, Catholic history? Oh, were they like spying? No. Well, oh. these were built into many castles and homes in the mid-1500s when Elizabeth I came into power. So let's do some Tudor history. Oh, let's. I do have a little bit of Tudor history. I didn't get to do any history this week, so. Well, Elizabeth I, we probably talked about her before. You may know her. She's a little bit of an icon. Good old Lizzie. And by icon, I mean the literal Queen of England. <laughs> so she was born in September 1533 and was the daughter of Henry VIII, a vicious man who's most notable for killing most of his wives. Elizabeth's money mother was Anne Boleyn, his second wife. I've already fangirled about her on a different episode. She was beheaded by Henry when Elizabeth was only two years old. She had a pretty rough upbringing because Henry was only having children with his wives for the sole purpose of having a son. Yeah. And at this point, he'd already had one daughter, Mary, and he was pretty sick of having girls. So when she was a baby, Henry removed Elizabeth's title of princess and changed it to lady. He removed her from the right to inherit the throne and everything stayed like that until Henry VI's wife, Catherine Parr, changed everything. So she was like, this is not fair. She thought it was important for Elizabeth to have some kind of relationship with her father, be prepared to possibly take the throne at some point. And Henry was like, I don't really like this, but whatever. <laughs> I don't like women. Yeah, so when Henry died, he left his only son the throne. The boy was only nine and died shortly after becoming king. Oh, Edward. Yeah, he died when he was 50. Sickly, sickly boy. And then Mary reigned. So we'll come back to her later, because she's important. Bloody, but, some might say. Yeah. After this, Elizabeth reigned for many years. So her father was... This is the thing. Henry VIII was raised Roman Catholic, which at the time was the main religion in England. But he was an absolute mad lad, and he just did whatever the fuck he wanted to. So the Pope wouldn't let him divorce his first wife because of the religion. So he was like, I'm going to be the head of the church then, because I'm king. So instead of this, how about I'm the head instead of pope, and I'll just divorce her anyway. I'm just, I'm straight up just going to apologise, because if anyone has come straight from the Bloody Mary episode, this is just exactly the same Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a recap. <laughs> you can just press the 20 skip button or whatever on Spotify. <laughs> so followers of the new church were known as Protestants, and this caused a big divide in England that would last for many years. And then when Mary took to the throne, she wanted to change everything back to Catholic again, which is what the Bloody Mary episode is about, you know, plus extra, because she was a bit intense. Um, That's one way to put it. Yeah. So Kate did an episode on that a while back, if you want to listen to the whole thing. But if not, you can guess from her nickname that she was not so kind about it. And then when Elizabeth came into power, 
she was like, I wanted to be Protestant again. And she was initially quite fair about it. But then she got a bit more heated because England, specifically the north of England, tried to replace her with Mary, Queen of Scots. Yeah. So they could continue to be Catholic. And Elizabeth basically kept Mary prisoner for 19 years and took more severe methods of reforming the church. Yeah. Which meant that Catholic priests were persecuted by law under Elizabeth and priest hunters conducted searches to try and seek out the priest. Yeah. And they were a part of government. They were either like volunteers or experienced soldiers. And they were basically bounty hunters, but for Catholic priests. So because of this, priest holes were built. Oh, as a hidey hole. As a hidey hole. But you forgot we were talking about that. So I just thought that was all pretty interesting. The context is kind of needed for the, the, the priest hole. But that's what they are. So they were built into the castle or the house, often inside of like a fireplace or behind a staircase. And they were constructed to hide your priest. Could you imagine coming down at like, I don't know, 3am, you've come down for some milk, do you know what I mean? And you see a priest going into the fire, like into the fireplace, and you're like, oh, I think I've seen a ghost. <laughs> so they were constructed so that you could hide your priest when the searches came. People would have like secret Catholic mass. I think you're saying and then hide they'd your priest. Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your priest. So people like, would have like a, a, priest. a secret mass, the priest would, would be there for, mm-hmm. and then they'd shove the priest away and just act <laughs> not Catholic so that nothing bad could happen. Fair enough. But then hunters realised this was all happening, so they would bring tools with them to like tear off suspicious wall panels or like they'd pretend to leave and be like, okay, we're going to go now. Dun, 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 dun. And then the priest would come out of the hole and they'd be like, it's a priest. <laughs> But often the priests would die in their priest holes because of starvation or lack of oxygen. Oh, that's sad. It's a pretty interesting piece of history, though. And Sawston Hall has three of them. And it's the, the hall is described as the finest private house in Cambridgeshire, and it has 57 acres of land, a moat, and rare trees. I would love to have a moat, side note. How rare are the trees? Pretty rare. You don't know. Big. <laughs> Big rare trees. Huge, ginormous, rare trees. I would also like a moat, but here's the thing. Um, if you got drunk, you can't swim. Okay. So if you fall in the moat, you're a goner. We do live near a river, and I've never gotten drunk and wandered over there. Yeah. How often do you think I get drunk? There's giant, like, fences. This would be your home. You don't often get drunk at the river, do you? You're I don't not a yob. Get drunk, Kate. I don't know who you're making me out to be. A mess. <laughs> So this house was owned originally by a grand Roman Catholic family known as the Huddlestons, which is thought to, and it's thought to be one of the most famous Catholic safe houses. So one of the priest holes is hidden under a large spiral staircase, and it's apparently the finest example of a priest hole in the country. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty exciting. So the Huddlestons were close friends of Mary Tudor, Bloody Mary, Elizabeth's sister. So when she was in power... She was invited to London by someone intending to kill her to stop her from taking the throne, or before she was in power, around that time. I won't go into it because otherwise it's going to... We'll never talk about the ghosts. Yeah. But that's what was going on. But then she got word of the plan to imprison or kill her, so she took refuge in Sawston Hall. A message came that the Duke's men were on their way for her, so she fled the house, and as she looked back, she saw the hall burning. Ooh. And then after Mary was crowned queen, she knighted John Huddleston of Sawston Hall for his support and she rebuilt oh. the house to its former glory. Because oh, she sweet. thought that she was 
She felt very happy there. She was safe, she was content, and she had a good time in his stay. Also, it was her fault that it was burnt to the ground. Yes. But now she's thought to haunt the house. Ooh, she got her own back. Yeah, because it was the place she felt safe and secure. So that's where her ghost ended up, I guess. So she is thought to primarily be in the room she stayed in, but wanders throughout. That's a pretty big name ghost. That is. That's a that's a A-list ghost. Yeah, right? That's yeah. a... Ooh, can you imagine seeing that ghost? I don't know what she looks like, so I don't think it would make very much difference to me. Fair enough. I'd just be like, shit, that's a ghost. <laughs> that's some ghost. And she's like, I'm not just any ghost. I'm an M&S ghost. She is the look, yeah, to wander around, but also be in her room. So visitors say that she's sometimes seen the hall, smiling and happy as she was when she stayed there. Ghostly music also plays that they attribute to the Queen. During investigations, guests have heard footsteps and see doors shake. Is it the national anthem? No. <laughs> As though someone is checking on whether the doors are locked or not. Occasionally, Mary plays the piano, or at least makes noises on it. I don't know how good she is. She's, she's also, playing Baba Black Sheep. She's playing Jilly on a Plate. <laughs> she's also heard laughing, which is nice, I guess, but also kind of terrifying. I don't want to hear a dead queen's disembodied laughter. It depends what kind of laugh it is. If it's like a ha ha ha, then like it's fine. But if it's like a ha 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 ha, then you're like, oh shit. <laughs> One man, when the house was open to the public, and like you go and investigate stayed in the same room as Mary when she was there. He said his experience was not scary, but a presence kept clicking the door latch up and down. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. He said he described the ghost as a, a protective spirit, though. Oh, Which is nice. Her laughter was Can't first be that protective. heard. Sorry, if she's unlocking and locking the door. Just for, like, shits and gigs, though, innit? <laughs> you would be the most annoying ghost. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just, like, going like this. Oh, man. Just... As soon as you're, like, about to get to sleep. Yeah, I just shake you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, you're late. Oh, you're dreaming. <laughs> you're the worst. So, yeah, her laughter was first heard by a descendant of the Huddlestons. So he was just standing in the Great Hall when he heard joyous sounds of female laughter from upstairs. So he went upstairs to be like, who the fuck is that? Checked all the rooms and he couldn't find anyone. And then the first time they heard the sounds of a piano play was in 1930, when a different relative heard it coming from a locked bedroom upstairs. The bedroom had been empty for quite some time, and her husband didn't believe her until he came home and listened to her for himself, and he was like, oh my god, there it is. So they went upstairs and checked it out, nothing was there. Apparently it continued like this for some time until a guest came over and was like, what's that music upstairs? And at this point, the music stopped and it never played again. Oh, you've ruined it. They were all having a nice time listening to some free music. Yeah. They were like, this is sad because it was quite lovely. You've made her shy. Go away. She was Don't doing come well. back. You've psyched her out now. Oh, nothing worse than someone here in your practice. I know. They know it's Mary because her portrait hangs in the house, or at least it used to, I don't know about now. And then people would see the portrait... And then they'd see the ghost and they'd be like, this has to be this woman. There's no possibility it's everyone else. That's so funny. I love they put a photo there for reference. They're like, have you seen this ghost? <laughs> Wanted dead. <laughs> the hall is also supposedly haunted by a grey lady. Of course. Grey ladies are everywhere. Too many grey ladies in the world. She haunts the tapestry room, which is apparently the most haunted room of all. 
Odd noises are often heard in the room, but the spirit's not thought to be malicious. Apparently, she just darts around. Oh my god, great lady, chill out. She is running, like just like a sprint. Give Grey Lady an Adderall. She's also described as doing regular ghost behaviour, but has no original personality and is unidentified because of this. Which, honestly, is quite rude. Imagine you die <laughs> and you're like, I am hyped to haunt this big old house with Mary Tudor. They're going to give me a cool name. And then they're like, no personality. Generic ghost. Four out of ten. Only a bit spooky. <laughs> Stock ghost behaviour. The template ghost without any customizations, Just rattles stuff. Oh my god. I'd be well annoyed. You'd be a bit, yeah, you'd be a bit upset, wouldn't you? If I was like, I'm going to haunt this, and they were like, the grey lady, generic. Here she is, again. God, we're sick of her. I'd do something dramatic. I could not have that. No. Give me some goddamn recognition. I'd be acting up. Yeah. Anyway, these two ghosts are mostly harmless. They've not really done anything bad at all. They're just kind of a bit spooky. Obviously, Mary was a bit different in her life, but as a ghost... Apparently Classic. she's pretty chill. Yeah. She's over it. She's like, well, I'm dead now, so... Yeah. There is apparently one malicious spirit who haunts the hall, and apparently once shoved a woman's like into a room and tore off almost all of her clothes. Oh my god. So Jane Huddleston, another relative of the original owners, was seized in the 1800s by unseen hands, which ripped off most of her clothes, clothes leaving her ashamed and shocked in terror. Oh, Jane... They did vigorous searches of the house, but there were no clues as to who the spirit was or why it did that. It didn't do it again. So maybe it was just a, a worker. Maybe it was just a person. Possibly, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There the are house, creepy people out there. There are, yeah. But in her house? Well, I presume you've got workers. I'm not being funny. Fair enough. This isn't like an end of terrace. This is like... A stately home. Yeah. Well, it's currently privately owned by a family, so it's not open to visitors. But historians and leading Catholics, such as the the former Archbishop of Westminster, are trying to collect enough money to buy the house to reopen it. Do you say Westminster? Westminster. Westminster. (laughs) When have you got so posh? The minister in the West. (laughs) They want to buy it and open it to the public because of its rich history, well-preserved priest holes and stunning gardens. Fair enough. Also, it was bought for £4.75 million, which, to be honest, is not that bad. Do I have £4.75 million? Pounds? No. But you could buy, home. like, one room in London, probably. Yeah, the South house prices are crazy. I'm not surprised that it's gone for four point however much million in Cambridgeshire, because a lot of homes probably would. I just think in the grand scheme of millions, I would have expected more. Oh, yeah, me too. I would have expected like 10 mil. Right? Yeah. Mary Tudor was there. It's got priest holes. You've got an A-list ghost. That's a really famous ghost. Maybe that's why it was less expensive, because it is haunted. True, yeah. By a scary ghost. Yeah. And a generic one as well. I don't think most people... (laughs) Stock ghost. I don't think most people want to share their home with Bloody Mary. Like, literally. Could you imagine being a kid and being like, I don't even have to look in the mirror. (laughs) You guys can just come to my house and we'll do Bloody Mary. And they're like, no, please. I don't want to go to your <laughs> no. house again. They're going around everyone's house and looking in the mirror and being like, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And they're like, she's not there. She's at home. Yeah. Just like, why are you calling me from someone else's house? Yeah, right. That's how you call her to be like, can you come pick me up? <laughs> Mom. 
I can't get to sleep. They're doing weird pranks. I want to go home. <laughs> so that's all I have. Wow, that was interesting. You want to do the scare scale? Sure. How scary? Probably a four. I wouldn't be interested to go there and see everyone. Fair enough. Is it the grey lady? Because <laughs> yeah. she run. Yeah, she's really freaked me out. She's Honestly, really though, quick. running ghosts, not here for it. Yeah. Danger? One. That one person got accosted that one time, but also they weren't injured. They were just stripped. Yeah, just, just naked. I don't think I'd be happy with it. I'd be a bit mad, but it wouldn't ruin my life. It would depend what clothes I was wearing. Oh, yeah. How humiliating. Right? Am I wearing could my good imagine, bra? Oh, my God. Could you imagine if you're wearing like a huge pair of like granny pants and now you're stripped? You know, what I'm wearing now, we're on the camera. I'm wearing just a nice black t shirt, <laughs> but underneath I'm wearing my Adam Sandler shorts. And no socks. Yeah, I'm wearing my, my work pants. Yeah. I'd be pretty embarrassed. Yeah, 100%. A ghost has seen that now. God. Get wrecked. Any ideas? Haunted. Haunted. Just old. Old. Yeah. I feel like with houses like that, you're more likely to see stuff because it's already in your mind. Like, oh, that's an old house. Well, yeah. You know, modern houses, people are never like... This is haunted. But you go into any no, but like less less often. <clears throat> yeah, there are if less, the house like, has got a history, and also old houses, bare, creaky, lots of hidey holes. Your mind's gonna be like freaking out. Old and creaky. You got anything else? Not really. No. Oh, maybe like publicity for the house. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. If it's an old stately home, like. You could have an old stately home with some hidey holes, or you could have a haunted by an A-list ghost stately home. That is true. If you've got to pick a ghost, pick one of them. Right. Do you think that she's haunting it? Sure, why not? If she hey. liked it, though. Yeah, I mean, she seems pretty chill. Yeah. I have no doubt that if ghosts are real, Bloody Mary is a ghost. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? She's, she's a very angry woman. <laughs> she's got some unfinished business. 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 And it's playing that piano. This is, this is my podcast with Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything I have. What a wonderful tale. Unfortunate for the grey lady. Generic. <laughs> Man, you'd be well annoyed. Boring. Loser ghost. <laughs> Just the template for other ghosts. Oh man. Get some personality. That poor woman. I'm only joking. I'm not bullying you. If she listens to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, grey lady. Um, if you feel like being <laughs> being a guest on our podcast, just let us know. You have to sit though. You can't run. Yeah, if you start running around, I quit. Yeah, it's not. It's not happening. <laughs> if you like the show, please give us a five star rating on iTunes. And if you don't like the show, shut up. Just don't tell anyone about it then. <laughs> <laughs> and don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>